0: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2153, Dealing with Uncertainty in Retirement Calculations, part two, by Darrow Kirkpatrick of caniretireyet.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Today's post is actually a continuation from yesterday. So if you're new here, it'd be best to listen to yesterday's episode first. But if you're all caught up, let's hear part two and continue optimizing your life. Dealing with Uncertainty in Retirement Calculations, Part 2, by Darrow Kirkpatrick of CanIRetireYet.com. What's the takeaway? In bracketing the key input variables to the retirement equation by modest, realistic amounts, we've seen dramatic differences in retirement outcomes years later. In fact, the difference in ending net worth between our best and worst-case scenario at age 95 is well more than one million dollars. Here's how the different variables contribute to that gap between the scenarios. Increased inflation, 1.5%. Decreased investment returns, 34.4%. Reduced social security, 25.1%. And increased living expenses, 38.9%. Investment returns, which gets so much attention here and elsewhere, are critical to this particular couple's retirement trajectory. Most of the difference between the best and worst case scenarios is accounted for by investment returns, social security, and living expenses. And it's sobering to realize that we have little individual control over the first two of those factors, while the last one, expenses, we control only partially until it comes to healthcare or emergencies. Keeping perspective. Before panicking, Remember, this scenario isn't your retirement. And though I wasn't using outlandish numbers, this is still an analysis of extremes. That's because it's unlikely that all variables would be at their worst or best values simultaneously. But it isn't impossible. Ever had more than one thing go wrong at once? How about two or three? It happens more frequently than we'd like, and that's when serious problems begin. In analyzing these extremes, We're looking at the envelope of retirement possibilities. Monte Carlo simulation with output in percentiles would communicate the interior of that envelope better than I'm attempting here. But I lean to simplicity. I'll usually start with the best, worst, and average cases. Just know that focusing only on the extremes or the averages could be deceiving. There's also value in pondering the probabilities of the interior. What can we really hope to learn from a retirement simulation? There are so many variables so far into the future. If you seek precise answers, the complexity may deceive you. Frankly, retirement modeling is best for studying and comparing different options. What if my child goes to a private college versus the state school? How does converting my traditional IRA into a Roth impact taxes? What happens if I downsize my family house versus retiring in place? None of these scenarios requires an absolutely correct numerical answer as long as the alternatives can be compared reliably. And when it comes to those absolute answers to the big questions, when can I retire? How much money will I leave behind? Retirement models simply cannot reliably predict your endpoint. They can only give your direction. A retirement model is a compass, not a map. It can tell you where you're going, but not if and when you'll arrive. Decreasing uncertainty in retirement plans. Don't like those uncertainties? Then you can try eliminating some of the variables. If you don't like the uncertainty and volatility of the stock market, you can annuitize some of your assets. Concerned about inflation? You can add inflation riders to your annuities or hold assets like inflation-protected bonds, commodities, real estate, or more stocks. And if you can't get a handle on life expectancy, then in addition to loading up on annuities, you can use an infinite time horizon for your planning, living off dividends and growth without touching principle. This is an approach I've called flexible capital preservation. It's especially wise if you retire early and expect to live a long time. If you're going to rely on social security and don't trust the government to make good on its promises, then you can work longer to build other assets. This pays off in multiple ways, increasing your life savings and your eventual social security benefit and reducing the time you'll rely on it. Working in some form at something you enjoy with pay being secondary resolves many retirement variables. Conclusion. Ultimately, the retirement decision is less about your number and more about your quality of life going forward. The range of possible outcomes is huge. And no matter how many numbers you throw at the decision, you or an advisor will ultimately be making a gut determination based on numerical probabilities, personal values, and what you want out of life. The answer announced at the end of the telephone line is never what you expect. Same for retirement but with a little knowledge and planning and some flexibility, you can still enjoy the game. You just listened to part two of the post titled Dealing with Uncertainty in Retirement Calculations by Darrow Kirkpatrick of CanIRetireYet.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. When talking to my friends who are actively drawing down from their portfolios, the theme I keep hearing over and over again is the need to be flexible. It's nearly impossible to come up with a drawdown strategy for the rest of your life because you'll never be able to accurately predict right now what your expenses are going to be or what the market will be doing 30 years from now. Financial modeling and planning is based on a ton of assumptions and there is inherent uncertainty baked into the process. That reality makes many people very uncomfortable. So opting for something like an annuity can feel safer but Darrow explained in another article that I read, episode 2070, why that isn't necessarily true. And if I've learned anything from my retired friends, it's that it's possible to become comfortable with uncertainty while also diligently planning for the future. It boils down to flexibility, especially if you retire young. You must be open to the potential that you'll need to earn money in some way in the future but you'll likely be in the financial position to be super picky about how you earn that money. You must be open to reducing your expenses or making adjustments or going back to the drawing board and reassessing your plan B, C, and D. Your financial security is not only found in your investment portfolio, it's also in your intelligence, curiosity, and access to different tools and solutions. In the face of an uncertain future, it's possible to set yourself up to pull different levers at different times depending on what the situation calls for. And that's another episode of Optimal Finance Daily in the books. I'll be back with more posts for you tomorrow. So have a great rest of your day and I'll catch you on the Sunday show where optimal life awaits.